for Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. My name is Tara Venezia. I work here at the Cooperage. I do many things, but one of them is hosting the farmer's market here that we have November through April. The sound of the bell is sort of our opening of the market each Saturday at 11 o'clock. On today's show, we'll hear from the farmers offering a bounty of goodness inside the Cooperage. The Main Street Farm Market is open Saturdays, now until April. And I share my loving expression for a Hanukkah celebration. All of that in Keith Hubbard's Star Talk, after news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Israeli military is calling on residents of Gaza City's Old City to evacuate amid fierce ongoing fighting in Gaza's historic center. NPR's Daniel Estrin spoke with a resident who is not evacuating. 22-year-old Mustafa Shahawani is among tens of thousands of Palestinians estimated to have remained in Gaza City and the north. He said his family did not want to leave their home and don't think anywhere else in Gaza is safer. They're surviving on one cup of water and one serving of rice a day. Residents are burying their dead in mass graves in between buildings. On Friday, during a brief lull in fighting, he found Gaza's most historic landmark in ruins, the centuries-old Omari Mosque. An Israeli official told NPR the military targeted the mosque because militants used a tunnel shaft there. Israeli bombardment continues across Gaza. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Israel. Israel has been pounding the Gaza Strip today with airstrikes and artillery as the U.S. faces criticism for blocking a U.N. Security Council resolution calling for a humanitarian ceasefire. Linda Fasula reports 13 of the Security Council's 15 members voted in favor of the resolution, with Britain abstaining. After the veto, Deputy U.S. Ambassador Robert Wood told the Security Council the U.S. does not support the draft resolution's call for what he said was an unsustainable ceasefire fire that would leave Hamas in power of Gaza and plant the seeds for the next war. The Palestinian envoy described the defeat of the measure as disastrous. The Israeli ambassador said a ceasefire could come only after Hamas is eliminated. Voters in Houston will elect a new mayor today. The runoff follows the first round of voting that whittled down a field of 18 candidates to two. Houston Public Media's Andrew Schneider reports that Texas State Senator John Whitmire and Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee are vying to succeed term-limited mayor Sylvester Turner. Whichever candidate wins Houston's mayoral election will likely have to deal with a budget crisis as federal COVID funding dries up. Rice University political scientist Bob Stein says that of the two candidates, Whitmire is more focused on the coming fiscal crunch. He is in a better position probably to manage that than maybe um, Sheila Jackson Lee would be because of the promises she's made on some policy issues. Jackson Lee has repeatedly said she'd used untapped federal dollars to address the city's problems. The race is officially nonpartisan, and both Whitmire and Jackson Lee are Democrats, but Whitmire is widely viewed as the more conservative of the two and may benefit from Republican votes in the runoff. I'm Andrew Schneider in Houston. The Texas Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a woman with severe pregnancy complications from obtaining an emergency abortion. The court has put a hold on a lower court's ruling that prevented Texas from enforcing the state's ban in the woman's case. This is NPR News.
Welcome back to Farm and Country. I'm your host, Rosie Starr. On today's show, we'll hear from the vendors offering a bounty of goodness at the Saturday Main Street Farm Market inside the Cooperage in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. It's open now through April. And I share a simple idea for this year's Hanukkah celebration with you. But first, here is Keith Hubbard with this week's Star Talk Report. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. country i'm keith hubbard and this is star talk an excellent meteor shower will grace the sky this week the geminid meteor shower will peak on wednesday and thursday nights the geminids are considered one of the best showers because the meteors are bright and many meteors can be seen at the peak the parent body of the geminids is unique in that it is an asteroid the parent body of all other meteors is a comet The source of the Geminids is a three-mile-wide rocky object named 3200 Phaethon. Phaethon originates in the asteroid belt, and every 1.4 years, it swings very close to the Sun. Phaethon's orbit brings it well inside the orbit of Mercury, and the heat from the Sun fractures the rock, producing a stream of dust. This dust then enters Earth's atmosphere and burns up as meteors. The Geminids radiate from the constellation Gemini. Gemini will be in the sky all night and will be highest in the sky around 2 a.m. The meteors from this shower will be few and far between in the early evening, but will intensify as evening gives way to late night. On a night with no moon, observers could see upwards of 60 meteors per hour. The Geminids tend to be bright and white and can be seen across the sky. The new moon will be on Tuesday, which means it will not interfere with the Geminids at all this year. Bundle up and then look up to watch one of the more spectacular meteor showers of the year on Wednesday and Thursday nights. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. My name is Tara Venezia. I work here at the Cooperage. I do many things, but one of them is hosting the farmer's market here that we have November through April. The sound of the bell is sort of our opening of the market each Saturday at 11 o'clock. So come on down, if you, especially if you hear the bells ringing, you know the farmer's market is opening up. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr in Honesdale, Pennsylvania at the Cooperage at 1030 Main Street at the Saturday Market. The winter holidays are here and the place is illuminated and glowing and surrounded by good food. And we're going to have a little bit more about where we are. Welcome, Rosie. This is Brent with Two Creek Farm in Lakewood, PA. I hope you can pick up on some of the holiday energy here at the market. 
We've got some incredible seasonal foods, roasts and uh, holiday cookies and wreaths and lots of holiday excitement around. We've really been building this market into a full year food uh, market where you're able to shop year round. So we have veg, root veg. We also have fresh veg, salads, kales available. We have mushrooms. We have a baker here. We've got ready to eat foods. Our specialization is organic eggs, organic meats. We also have uh, conventional eggs and conventional meat. So plenty of options for everybody. And we're here every week. And it is possible to eat locally and eat seasonally and buy everything you need here every week of the year. Many times people think of farmer's markets as only a summer thing. And we're taking great care to have consistent and thorough food available here so you can really come and and shop each week and feed your families. Yes, and speaking of families, it's quite chirpy in here. It looks like a family-friendly place. Lots of children are running around. Yeah, the farmers have their kids running around and customers, of course, bring their whole family. And yeah, no, it's a great... uh, great environment even just to come and and have a look and see what's available locally. I think everyone would be surprised how much great food there is produced locally year-round. We're open every Saturday from 11 to 1 and that's great for farmers. We like shorter markets so we can get on with our day but it's very convenient also for customers to be able to come midday You can sleep in and still do a little shopping uh, in the middle of the day. We also have a cafe here with ready-to-eat food. So we have different sandwiches and uh, salads and all that available if you just want to come and have lunch. Thank you. My name is Willow. Um, I work at Two Creek Farm. Yeah, happy holidays to everyone, whatever they celebrate, the light, bringing that to the dark nights. We offer rainbow eggs here at Two Creek, honey, CBD products. We have our lovely tallow and lard soaps. We're just happy to bring local goodness to this time. I really like the way the light comes into the windows and plays on everything that you have here displayed. I know your honey is very special. I use some of it during my Thanksgiving preparations. And I've also used that soap Yes, the soap is so wonderful. Um, we actually hope to expand our tallow um, into the whipped tallow balm and hopefully for some uh, more body care and, and health care and things like that nature. Just, you know, using it as it was intended, using all the animal parts. And then lard, I'm actually working on a whipped lard hand balm right now as a gardener. There's a you know, your hands are so dry, and this time during the season as well, we just have a lot of dryness with the winter. So hopefully being able to offer that in the next couple of weeks. So. Well, I like your sweater. You're dressed in lovely holiday gold and red. It's really a beautiful sweater. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Lily Allgood from Journeys and Farm. All summer long, we specialize in growing vegetables, but this time of year, we have sort of a more diversified offerings. We have some root vegetables, garlic, 
we've been growing a lot of radicchio because nobody else grows it. So we have some di Treviso radicchio, Chioggia radicchio, Castelfranco, a whole bunch of different varieties because they grow well in the cold and they store really well. So they make our favorite winter salads. And then we also sell maple syrup, which we produce in the late winter, early spring. So yeah, a few different things. I've been making wreaths and we have alpaca yarn. So, so many different things available at the Cooperage Farmers Market this time of year. It's fun to pop in and see what, what everyone else has on offer. There are a lot of nice greens, some good canned goods, baked goods. Please stop by. I love the name of your radicchios. They sound so Italian. They are mostly all Italian, and they're still a little more wild, the seeds are, than... Um, things like lettuces, even though they're closely related to lettuce. So there's a lot more variegation in each variety. In Italy, they've been growing these forever, but I think the United States is just slowly, finally catching on, and some seed companies are offering some more standard varieties. Where is your farm located? Our farm is located in Sterling, Pennsylvania. And tell us about the 2023 season. What kind of season did you have this year? Did you have any particular challenges with weather? We always have challenges with weather. We are pretty lucky in that we have relatively well-drained soil. So when it pours, we can usually still work a few days later. So we're lucky in that way. We have like low valley soil that's kind of sandy, which helps us a lot. But we know a lot of other farmers struggled with saturated soils from heavy, heavy rains, which isn't great because then you also get runoff. And now it is a special time of the year, winter holidays. Do you have a greeting or something you'd like to share with the audience? Just a message from your heart you'd like to share with people at this time of the year. I hope that everyone spends time with people they love. Be out in your community and support local farms, but mostly support each other. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Tammy Preble. I own and operate Wolf Springs Farm up on Carleybrook Road in northern Honesdale. I grow a wide variety of vegetables that I have basically as long as the season will allow. However, I do stay at the market year-round because I rent a commercial kitchen in town and prepare uh, frozen soups from my own vegetables and local meats. They're here to purchase at the Cooperage every Saturday from 11 to 1. This market runs from November to April. We're into December now. Is there a message you'd like to share at this holiday time of year? Well, I love the holidays. It's just a great time to support the local community. And the best thing about the end of December, it means the days start getting longer. Amy Bilecki from Bilecki Farms. We're in Lakewood in northern Wayne County. Our specialty is hydroponic greens. We do those year-round. We have two greenhouses that we run some heat and lights, so we keep our greens going all winter long. 
tell me again about these tomatoes. These tomatoes, yeah. So what is this? December 2nd, and I still have some tomatoes. We've had heat on in that greenhouse overnight to keep them warm. The plants have been looking phenomenal, so we let them go a little bit longer. And then this week, we just picked the last of the tomatoes. We've got the crates stacked up in one of our heated greenhouses, and we'll let them ripen up. And once we sell those, that's it for the season. In the field of hydroponics, is the weather challenging for you? In 2023, there's been some hardships with weather. Were you affected by those? It can be not as much as for other people when there's rain for somewhat. That doesn't really affect us. We're controlling all that indoors. Light can affect us. Like this time of year, if we go through some of those months where it's going to be dark and cloudy and you're not getting, we use some supplemental light, but it's just that. It's supplemental. So when we have those really short, dark, dreary days, that can affect our growth. That's going to slow things down. But things like the rainfall where we're controlling the water with the hydroponics, that doesn't affect us so much. Is there a special holiday message you'd like to share with our audience? Shop local. Go to your downtown. Go to your local shops. You know, they need you as much as you need them. I'm Linda. I am from Quasarus Farm. This is my daughter, Jenna Lee Franciosa, also part of the farm here. We raise chickens. We're up in Pleasant Mount. We used to be in Rileyville, but we moved to Pleasant Mount. We raise chickens, um, vegetarian fed. We do brown eggs. We also have pork. And we've been doing it for a long time now. And we are in the winter holiday season now. What would you like to tell the audience? Do you have a special message about how you like to spend the holidays or just a a greeting you'd like to give? Well, I want to say thank you for always supporting us locals and to have a great Christmas with the family. Like I like to spend mine with my family, my girls, and my grandchildren. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Michael Murphy. Most people know me as Murph. I'm here with Be Kind Bakehouse, which is my wife's bakery here on Main Street in Honesdale. We offer a selection of baked goods, including uh, sourdough baguettes, pies, cookies, quiches. One of her most famous things is her pies. Blueberry lavender cream pie and apple pie, as well as her famous chocolate pecan pie. We have an assortment of breads. We're just happy to be here at the market. For your fruit pies, do you source locally the fruit to make those pies? When we can and when it's in season, absolutely. Would you like to give a winter holiday greeting to our audience? Life is too short not to love those around you and not to spread the love that you have without them. My name is Valley Lloyd. We're just starting out, and we grow indoors at our apartment in our spare bedroom, so that's office. Located right in town in Honesdale. So far, it's been good, and we've been enjoying it, you know, coming to the farmer's market. We have a variety of microgreens. We have some broccoli, a spicy salad mix, which is really great, speckled peas, which is really awesome, <laughs> some china roast, the spiciest variety of the, um, of the radish variety. And then we have Rambo radish, which is peppery but mild. And then we have Golden Acre cabbage, which is very great. Buttery. A lot of health benefits. This is the one with the most health benefits out of all of them. Hi, Chris. I see you're wearing candy canes in your ears. (laughs) Do you have a special message you'd like to share with our audience? It is the winter holidays now. I would say... Shop local, support small business, go Wayne County. 
and be healthy and well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, Ron Perry. My wife, Lori, runs the Mustard Seed Cafe, and she's a phenomenal chef. She comes with um, some unique food combinations, and I'm just so proud of her for what she does. Would you help out in the kitchen? A little bit. I do a little prep work. <laughs> My name is Lori Perry. I'm um, the owner of the Mustard Seed Cafe in Waymart. Right now, we are partnering with the the Cooperage to do their cafe market, and we're here every Saturday utilizing the produce and goods from the market, local farms, to put a few dishes together every week, something different every week, and hoping people stop down and not only support the cafe, but also your local farmers at this market. Can you just describe what's on the menu? The menu changes every week. Um, at the end of the market, I go out and see what each farm has available, and then I take it back to the cafe, and we kind of collaborate everybody together and try and decide what we're going to do. Some organic um, London broil from Two Creek Farms, and we're doing a London broil sandwich. We got some mushrooms from Jimmy's Mushrooms. We did a mushroom burger. We've got cabbage and carrots from Salem Mountain Farms. We did a cabbage um, sausage soup. The sausage is from Quails Are Us. We've got some arugula. We're doing a Buddha bowl from Balecki's Greens. We've got kohlrabi from Wolf Spring Farms, and we did a nice fritter sandwich with breakfast Benedicts with that. So, every like I said, every week the menu will change from week to week. Sounds delicious, just like being in Waymart at your restaurant. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Brian Fox. This is my wife, Rachel, and our farm is Salem Mountain Farm. We're in South Canaan, Pennsylvania. This is our 22nd year farming. We do a lot of storage crops for the winter, mostly potatoes, onions, carrots, cabbages. We often have a lot of radishes and beets, however not this year so much. Uh, weather was kind of rough, but um, we're happy with what we have. We're here at the Cooperage every Saturday, 11 to 1. Uh, you mentioned this year's weather. It's a real hot topic right now. Can you elaborate a little bit on the challenges you had with the weather? Yeah, uh, it was uh, probably one of the strangest seasons we've ever seen. It was pretty much no precipitation from March until right about 4th of July. And then when it opened up, it, uh, it rained from early July until pretty much last week. Probably averaging between 9 and 10 inches a month, which is just really challenging as a small farm in northeastern PA with our poorly drained soil. We have a pretty heavy clay. We do a lot of raised beds. We try to do some subsoiling, diverting water, but still, even with doing all of that, very challenging. In a normal year, we might harvest around, say, 3,000 pounds of carrots is a good year for us. This year, maybe 300. Uh, most of them rotted in the ground. It was just a shame. You've mentioned radishes before, and the lack of them. Is this why there was a lack? The lack of radishes, we missed the uh, planting window for them. We did get them planted, but it was just too late, and they just never got to a size that we needed. So, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Usually, you know, we'll do a couple thousand pounds of those. And, you know, it's surprising, my winter storage radishes, like the watermelon radish, there's a purple daikon, a green daikon, a red daikon, and a white daikon. But after later in the fall, as the nights get cold, days stay cold, they lose a lot of radish heat, and they get quite sweet. We're uh, kind of bummed not to have them this year. The produce that you do have is beautiful. The colors of the carrots, your cabbage, 
I don't know what variety this is with this cone, but this is my favorite one. It's easy to handle in the kitchen, and I make a lot of soup. You have all the fixings. The weather is coming into winter now. It's soup time. Storage vegetables. It's storage vegetable season. That's one thing we we figured out when we first started doing the Cooperage winter market back in, I think it was like 2011 or 2012 is the first year that we could store things in a walk-in if stored properly. Carrots will store nine, ten months pretty easily. Potatoes a year. Onions until at least May. And, um, you know, people use this kind of stuff in the kitchen all the time. It was a kind of a great eye-opener for me as a farmer not having to get a job or do something to make money during the winter, but we could kind of bulk up and grow things and then store them and then sell them through the winter so that we have money to get going in the springtime. You know, and the Cooperage has been great to us. We really uh, like to thank um, all the people who were instrumental in getting it started, especially Pennell Whitney. Uh, It's just been great for us. Yes. And one more thing, we're coming into the winter holiday season. Is there something that you'd like to express to the audience, a a greeting, a wish somehow for the community? I think, uh, you know, just the idea of tolerance and being a good person to other people and being mindful of that there are other people in Wayne County, in Honesdale, in your neighborhood who may have different opinions than you do. They're not necessarily wrong or anything of that nature. It's just that uh, we're all individuals and we all have different thoughts and backgrounds and uh, it's okay to be different. Thank you so much. Well spoken. Very much appreciated. You're welcome, Rosie. Thanks a lot for coming down. We really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing everybody here and we're here until the end of April. Thank you. You're welcome. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. At the Cooperage Saturday Market, 1030 Main Street, it's lovely. It's a warm, friendly space in here, very cheerful. Farmers displaying produce. There's baked goods, lots of honey, eggs. There's even little dog treats. I would like to acknowledge the eight-day festival of Hanukkah, usually celebrated at home. Part of the Hanukkah tradition is lighting candles in a menorah, beginning with one candlelight and adding a candlelight each night. Foods cooked for Hanukkah use oil to symbolize an everlasting temple lamplight. I'm sharing with you now a simple traditional recipe I found in a gifted and treasured cookbook. The recipe for Beverly's potatoes goes like this. Slice into one-quarter-inch round pieces seven unpeeled potatoes and place them in a frying pan coated with about two tablespoons of olive oil. Sprinkle a pinch of salt, black pepper, garlic powder, and two tablespoons of Italian herbs. Then drizzle some more oil over the seasoned potatoes. Set the oven temperature for 350 degrees and bake for one hour. 
I'd like to add a personal ingredient to this celebration of Hanukkah. To extend an act of kindness to someone who needs it. In our community and our world, there are tender-hearted folks whose spirit may need a boost. It brings light into our lives, and that light we can share with others. Run real fast. Hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by Radio Catskill volunteer Keith Hubbard. Special thanks goes to our guests, the vendors and farmers at the Main Street Market, open Saturdays now through April inside the Cooperage, 1030 Main Street, Honesdale, Pennsylvania. This has been your host Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening local to Farm and Country and supporting Radio Catskill. Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, a community-supported, science-based nonprofit taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008 proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org Protesters calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East conflict have come up with a nickname for the President of the United States. They've been calling him Genocide Joe. Genocide Joe has got to go! Genocide Joe has got to go! The legal and emotional implications of the term genocide on the next On the Media from WNYC. Saturday afternoon at 4 on Radio Catskill. Hi, I'm Cassie. 